Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're joined by Laurie Joy. Laurie is known as the Mojo Mama. She's the owner of the Mama Mojo Movement. She's a proud wife and mother. She hosts a bustling community of mamas where she helps them turn their shit show into their mojo. When she's not supporting her mamas, you can find her sitting down with a glass of wine, reading a life-changing book under a cozy blanket, or playing Lego with her seven-year-old son, sharing nachos and a movie with her hubby of 13 years. Laurie, thanks so much for joining us today. What? This is wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to like stop what we're doing and go get a book and some nachos and a movie. And I mean, that sounds good. <laughs> well, it, it's usually, you know, there's nothing fancy going on here. What you see is what you get. And uh, so that's true. If you were ever peeking in my window, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> well, I think you already answered a little bit of this first question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyways, in case you want to expand at all. I would love to know a little bit more about you and what you like to do when you're not busy with your mamas. Yeah, well, that's a loaded question because as entrepreneurs, aren't we always busy with (laughs) our business? (laughs) The mind never shuts off. We always want to be doing more and giving back. Um, But I'm a teacher and professor by trade and been doing that for almost 23 years now. Um, but the Mama Mojo um, has, you know, come into fruition, I bet you in the last four years. And so um, I'm always trying to um, be a better person. So when I am working with and trying to be the change that you know, you wish to see in the world, um, um, that is what I'm always trying to do. So whether that be, you know, being really healthy, um, trying to be my best self, you know, that way. So I'll be at the gym. I love to go to the gym. Well, I don't love to go to the gym, but I go to the gym. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Let's call a spade a spade here. But I do it because, um, um, for anyone who's listening who may be a parent, um, you know that when you become a parent, you're, your, there's a shift in your world and things that you once thought were important really aren't anymore. And so when I became a mom seven years ago, I thought, well, I really need to be around for those milestones in my son's life. And so, um, you know, it's time to take better care of myself. So I love to do that. And, um, I am always, like I said, love to read. I'm a voracious reader. Um, being in the education sector for, like I said, 23 years, it just comes with the territory. And so I love to read and learn and soak in as much life-changing things as possible. So I will often joke and tell my moms, you know, put down the 50 shades of gray and, you know, pick up a book that's going to like <laughs> change your change your life. And, um, you know, if any of you have seven-year-old boys, you know that um, it looks like an, a Lego bomb went off in my house. And so <laughs> often I'm either stepping on it, cursing it, or vacuuming it. So that's what, that's what I do, but always trying to better myself so that I can turn around and be a better influence and a better coach and a better leader for those moms that um, come into my life. It's so funny that you say that because you know, I find that 
I have really shifted. Used to, I was into Patricia Cornrell. I loved all the, you know, the the mystery crime books. And I have totally shifted and I look over at at my my stack of books and it's nothing but (laughs) self-help and business books. And I actually joined a book club specifically so I would read some sort of fiction and I could talk to people about that book occasionally, you know. So it's like I I almost had to push myself to to read for fun. Well, it was funny because, you know, coming from um, being a professor and being a teacher, my reading was always curriculum driven. Mm. And then when I started to change the focus and, you know, develop myself personally and myself and personal development is when I started to read, you know, the Jack Canfields and the John Maxwell's and, you know, um, all of those, you know, kinds of books. And I can't get enough of it. Let, Let me tell you something. Have you heard of Blinkist? Why does that sound familiar? I don't think so. No. Okay. So maybe, okay. So what it is, is it's an app. And any of the readers who are entrepreneurs or coaches or getting into business know that sometimes it's really tough to sit down and bang out all the books that we would like to, Mm -hmm. right? So what Blinkist is, it's an app that you can get and you can have, there's a free version and there's a paid, but it gives you the, like the reader's digest version of the most or the best books. So you go in and you kind of tell the app exactly what it is you're kind of looking for in terms of books. And then they suggest books or you can search for books and you can either listen to the abridged version or you can read the abridged version of books. And it's amazing. That's cool. Because it allows you to see, do I really want to buy this, delve into it, block some time to read this book or yeah, okay, that sounds all right. Now pass it on. It's amazing. And, you know, plug it into your, um, plug it, you know, plug it into yourself. Like if, whether you're driving or you're commuting, Mm -hmm. you could do like, you could do four books in a day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, that sounds amazing because you know what I do, which it's sort of, I don't know. It it doesn't work out very well for me. I love going to the thrift store because I can get books really cheap. So I've got like three big stacks of books (laughs) and, and I just, you know, I'm working on one right now. I'm working on, um, on grit and I love it, but I read really slowly because I only read for like maybe 30 minutes at night. So I've got these three big piles and I know I'm like, I cannot go back to the thrift store because I will find 10 or 12 more and it's just going to keep stacking up. So that sounds like an awesome little app for me to to dig into because that way I don't have to just bring them home and look at them all the time. (laughs) Yes, I know. I know. I have a stack here in front of myself as well. Comes with the territory. Comes with the territory. Exactly. Well, now that we've gotten way off topic all at once, <laughs> let's let's rein this in just a little bit and let's talk about your business journey a little. I would love to know how long have you been coaching and what really got you to make that shift from being an educator to getting into coaching your mamas? Yeah, um, great and loaded question here, Melinda. I'll, I'll, I'll try and rein it in here, as you said. So, what happened is I've always had um, an entrepreneurial spirit within me. Um, I didn't know um, how to express that. I didn't know what to do with it. I had lots of ideas. I've seen 
lots of things to fruition to the point where, you know, at one point I was going to open up a baby boutique in my town and I went through and I did all the planning and did all the stuff. And then it came to, okay, I'm going to buy the store and then I'm going to have to quit my job. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm. And, you know, I've always had that in me. I've had, I'm always, my poor husband, I'm always coming in with ideas and, you know, thankfully he's still around and just shakes his head when it happens. (laughs) But, um, you know what? It was a pivotal moment for me. A lot of us, sometimes when we come into coaching or when we come into a service-based coaching area, it's because we've had some sort of trauma or, you know, we've had something, you know, really dramatic happen in our lives. And I was simply just a mom who was stuck in a rut. When this first started, I looked in the mirror one day, my son was two years of age and I was like, you know, to quote Oprah Winfrey, you know, I was looking a little schlumpadinka. So I was like, I was like, girl, you've got to do something with yourself. So I decided at that time that I was going to change. And the easiest thing for me to change was um, the size of my ass. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to shrink it. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to get healthier, blah, blah, blah. And this was, um, this came actually from a photograph. I had taken a photograph of my son and my husband walking down um, our, our camp road and it was beautiful. And I started to go through my phone. I started to go through my pictures and I realized that there was no pictures of me. Hmm. It was just my husband and my son. Right. And for the first two years of my son's life, there's really no pictures of his mother. And it's heartbreaking to go back and look at that because um, you can't get that time back as a parent. You can't, you know, I'm not that gifted to superimpose myself, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those pictures. So I decided that something had to change and I began to work on myself. I began to become a healthier version of myself. I began to, you know, read the books that made a difference. I began to go to conferences with, you know, such greats as Robin Sharma and Jack Canfield and Lisa Nichols and John Maxwell and just let them pour belief and confidence and love into me. And I was at a I was at a health and wellness conference and I was sitting there amongst about 7,000 people and I had a very surreal moment. And I saw very ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And I sat there and I thought, why not me? Mm -hmm. Why can't I be doing extraordinary things? And um, I really do believe in the law of attraction and, you know, what you put out and what you're always asking the universe for, you get in return. It may not come right away and fall in your lap, but eventually it does come your way. And I, I met a woman who helped women start businesses online. And I thought actually it was speaking business and I am a speaker and I thought, okay, well, this is neat. And that's when I was literally sitting there having lunch with her and the Mojo Mama was born. And so I've been doing it for about four years. And, um, my tagline is helping moms turn their shit show into their mojo, which always gets a laugh or a reaction when I say it. Mm -hmm. And, um, But it's the truth because I often think as moms, we constantly, and I don't know if it's something innate or it's generational for sure, but we're always, always putting ourselves on the back burner. And I really think it's bullshit, Malay. It has to stop. (laughs) And um, so I help moms get connected with their passions and what's not really working in their life and what do you really want. And sometimes, you know, that's a really lengthy process. Sometimes it's a really tough thing to, you know, when you've put yourself on the back burner for years, 
um, you know, and I've had grandmothers go through my course. Um, they just, you know, it, that it's some, sometimes it's been decades that they really haven't thought about themselves. And we have to stop as mothers. We have to fill up our cup as, you know, the old adage is, and we have to start taking care of ourselves and be the role model to our children so that they too will take care of themselves. I often will say to my moms, you know, if you're constantly showing your children that you never take any time for yourself, what do you think they're going to do? Mm -hmm. Right. They watch, they emulate what we do, what we say. And, um, you know, if you don't want to do it for yourself at this point in time, then at least do it for, you know, the future of your children, be that role model and be someone worth, you know, watching and emulating. I will often say, I will work on my dreams so that my son knows that it's okay for him to do it too. Mm, Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So as you've been getting this business going and connecting with all these mothers and women that have something that they want to change in their life, I mean, everybody knows that starting a, a business, being an entrepreneur is just full of ups and downs. So can you talk a little bit about maybe a low point that you've had when you've been getting this business going? <laughs> just one. Let's, let's put, oh, I was going to say, because there are low points. There are low points. You know what? I think the biggest, um, the biggest factor with myself and a lot of female entrepreneurs that I run into is just the belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. We have that imposter syndrome where who's going to believe me or who's going to listen to me or who's going to want to follow me. And if we can, you know, change someone, um, if we can help, um, you know, whoever it is that, you know, our avatar is or whoever it is, is, is our, is, you know, listening to us or loving on us or can learn from us, um, then you, we, we really have to stop. Um, say thank you, you know, th- to those bad thoughts. Thank you for your input, but I'm not listening to you anymore because it's really not about us. You know, we always think as entrepreneurs, oh, you know, you know, is anybody going to watch? Is any anybody follow? Is anybody going to do this? If I anybody going to? And what it really is is about what about the person who's lying awake at night, dreaming and hoping and wishing for you to get your brave on and start your business so you can help them. Mm. There are people who are praying for you and what you have to offer. And who are we to just sit there and say, yeah, I'm not going to do it because I'm a little bit afraid. Right. So I often will come in to that, to that, you know, imposter syndrome. It, 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 you know, I think it happens to all of us. And but when, when you do actually do pull up your big girl or boy panties and you get started <laughs> and you start going and you do actually change someone's life, it's an amazing feeling for someone to come back to you and say, thank you. You have changed me or you have helped me and my family and I can't thank you enough. Um, it's, it's a game changer as an entrepreneur. So how do you get over that imposter syndrome or how do you get yourself motivated enough to push through it? Yeah. Um, 
Well, like I said, I'm a voracious learner. So if it's not listening to a motivational podcast, you know, I was just, just happened to be able to see Tony Robbins last weekend. The man is amazing. right? And just to listen to him on YouTube is one thing to be in his presence is another. And so I will often listen to things like that, Mm -hmm. um, just to raise my vibration. Robin Sharma also talks about even just moving your body, just getting the blood flowing. He talks about, you know, his AM routine and I have an AM routine, which I follow. And, you know, also when you start to get those notices um, from people, from your clients, I save them. I take a screenshot of them and I put them in a love file on my computer. Mm. And sometimes it's great for marketing, but also sometimes it's great for your for your sense of sanity, right? Tr- truly to go back over and look at it. Um, you know, I'll get cards from my mom's and I have a cork board where I put all of the love cards on there. And sometimes I just have to stand in front of that board and read those messages, read those words. Um, but it's all about, you know, Ch- Tony Robbins talks about changing your state, um, changing your vibration. And just, he says you have a, re- you know, he just walked us through something where you can actually change your state in 90 seconds. And I'm sure if you look it up on YouTube, he'll walk you through it. And it's an amazing thing just to be in gratitude Mm -hmm. and to, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're always looking to the next thing. We're always looking forward and comparison kills sometimes when we're entrepreneurs. We like to look at somebody's, you know, end and or middle and, and, and compare it to our beginning where you don't remember or you don't know that that person has been in their business, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years prior to us. So there's no way we can, we can do that, but just just changing your state, getting fired up, doing something that fires you up and then, you know, moving forward. Like with, with anything, with any speaking gig I do, with any podcasts I do, like with you, Millette, it's just about changing your vibration, getting ready to be there and serve whoever you can. And um, once you actually start to push past that fear and that imposter syndrome, it gets easier. Right. It gets easier as you do it. So you just, just got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the hard part for a lot of people is just that just getting that paralysis where they they go into learning mode and you can tell yourself, oh, I need to learn this. I need to learn this. I'm not quite ready, but you're really ready. You're just a little bit afraid to actually get started. So I really do love that suggestion of putting things up on a cork board where you can see it. And, you know, and maybe for everyone, it's not, you know, thank you cards or anything, but it could be anything in your in your life that's really made you feel good or or made you feel like, you know, you knew what you were talking about. Stick it up there so you can look at it and see it every day. Yeah. Procrastination, they say, is just fear. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's lots of things that we will put off because we are fearful. But, um, you know, just talking, if I can, about how. I actually started this business Mm -hmm. on zero dollars, zero lists, zero social media, zero anything. Right. And within two months, I had a $10,000 launch. So um, it's funny. It was literally success by ignorance. So I was just coming into the online world of, you know, the online business world, not really knowing the major influencers, which was a blessing in disguise, not really knowing, you know, what was expected. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start with the Mojo Mama. This is my tagline. And I'm going to start with something as simple 
as a free five day challenge. Mm -hmm. A free five day challenge changed my <laughs> business and my life. So I'll tell you right now, I did not have a list. I didn't even have an autoresponder. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> I did not have a website. I did not even have a Mojo Mama Facebook page. I had no social media page whatsoever, Instagram, anything like that. I had just, you know, just the want, just the, uh, okay, I'm going to do this and just the blind ignorance to get out there. And what I did is I did everything on the free and cheap because I didn't have any money or a lot of money to sink into a business mm -hmm. that I hadn't even really started. And I went into a Facebook group and I said, it was a mom Facebook group. And I said, would anybody like to join my five-day challenge on turning your shit show into your mojo? And I had 68 women that said me. Cool. <laughs> so I said, okay, come on over. So I made a... um free Facebook group, right? Anybody can do that. I put the ladies in there and I ran the free five-day challenge on Periscope at the time. Now, I don't use Periscope anymore because it never worked for me. It was so glitchy. <laughs> drove me crazy. But <clears throat> I would Periscope my lesson or you know, my teaching for the day. I would share it with them. I would put it back into the Facebook group. They would all do it. And it was great. After the five-day challenge, I did a beta course. So I thought, what are some things that I've actually done to change my life as a mom that I think my moms would like? Mm -hmm. And I put some of those in the challenge and I had 12 things. I was like, okay, settle down, Lori. Nobody <laughs> wants a 12-week course here. We're just getting started. So I thought, okay, here are the, here are the six best things I've done. Because it took me about five years to really change my shit show to my mojo. So I took six things and I, I said, okay, would anybody like to join my six week course right after the challenge? And I had 17 women that said yes. And I was like, perfect. This is great. It was a low cost course. Mm -hmm. And again, I put them all into a Facebook group, another one. And I ran the course in there. I did Periscope because Facebook Live wasn't going at the time. And I put PDFs into the Facebook group and I stayed one week ahead of them. Mm. I didn't build up the whole course and then get a designer. And <laughs> Canva was my best friend, yeah. right? Canva is free. Periscope is free. Facebook group free. And I ran it for six weeks. It was unbelievable. It was, it was so good. The women were so amazing. And then I said, okay, I went to my coach and I said, now what do I do? I said, this is great, but it's coming to an end. She says, well, what do you want to do? What? I says, well, I would like to serve, you know, some of them at a higher level maybe. And I thought, and she said, okay, we'll offer them a mastermind. And so I did. And I offered five of them accepted and I had a $10,000 launch. Nice. All on free. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how some people will, you know, and I've seen this with moms who want to start business now with me, with coaching them. And they're like, Oh, I have to have a website. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. At best, you need a lead page. If anything, mm -hmm. you don't need really anything. We always, and that's just fear. Right. That's just putting it off. That's just thinking and excuses and it, it's not necessary. So if I can come, a newbie to the online coaching world and do this on the free and cheap and easy. <laughs> yeah. So can everybody else. Nice. How long was the mastermind? How long did that last? It was four months. Mm, okay. Good. Yeah. So we did the, we did the, um, 
we went right from August to September, right through December. Cool. It was great. And then after your mastermind, um, so how long ago was this? I'm just this was four years okay. ago. Okay. So after that mastermind, I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people and they talk about, you know, the idea of really, number one, getting referrals. Number two, nurturing not just your current clients, but also past clients. So, so do you keep in touch with those people? Did you keep them in your yeah. in your your funnel, so to speak? Um, yeah, they're there. I have a free group that they're in. Um, I do keep in touch with them. Cool. I've done other things since then. I've done my own event. And a lot of those women have come and they've spoken about their transformation and what's happened to them. And um, so it's grown. And um, yeah, some of those women are very near and dear. Some of those women have gone on to do outstanding, outstanding things. And, you know, you're just like a proud mama. You just watch <laughs> and just say, way to go, yes. way to go. Because I'm simply the messenger, right? It's about what you do with the information and how you um, implement it and how hard you work to make your life different. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really take a lot of credit for that. I just, like I said, I'm just the messenger. But I do keep in touch. We are... Um, a community of mamas and sometimes I get to, you know, see them in real person, which is amazing after coaching some women's, you know, for five, six months and then finally getting to meet them. So, yeah. I usually ask people about, you know, how, when did they start to get momentum? Well, you just answered that. I mean, that was like the best story that I have heard. <laughs> I yeah. love that. So after you, you know, you started off just doing free stuff and you, and you just yeah. threw it out there. I mean, yeah, like literally threw the spaghetti against the wall to see what would <laughs> stick. And it all stuck for you. I mean, that's just that's a cool, cool story. Where did you go from there? I mean, did you kind of just keep that? That worked so well for you? Did you just sort of keep going with that? Or, or did you change the way that you, you know, reached out to people? What happened next? No, it's been rinse and repeat since then. Cool. Truly and honestly. Like, if it works, right? Absolutely. If it's not broke, right? So, um, and what I've done is, of course, in the, in this time now, I, once I've had the money in my business, I've reinvested it in my business. So, you know, once that first mastermind went and, you know, we had that $10,000 launch, then I hired someone to do a website. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, I purchased an autoresponder. Then I began sending out, you know, weekly emails and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I had that money to reinvest. But it has been rinse and repeat. It has started to grow. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a drama teacher and a professional trained speaker by trade. And so I've had some amazing opportunities to speak on some really big stages. And, you know, and then your exposure comes from that or even doing podcasts like this with you, Millette, right? Mm -hmm. And just sharing your message and people hear it and, you know, they, they look you up and they follow you. So it's just, um, it's just a progressive thing. You have to keep putting yourself out there. You have to keep plugging away. You know, often sometimes people will say the only way you will fail is if you quit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's not all, let me tell you, it's not all unicorns and rainbows and, you know, popcorn farts over here all the time. It is sometimes it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened. Right. Right. Like I've had some, you know, I've had some things happen in my business that I was just like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. What, you know, what's going on. But 
there's always those people that you're going to run into. There's always those people that you're going to change. And that's what you keep hoping for. That's why I keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And then it, it, it fuels and it lights up a passion in me that has been brewing for a long time. And any entrepreneur who's listening knows that, you know, that you have something inside of you that wants for more. And there's nothing wrong with pursuing that just stick to it. Just make it simple. Sometimes we go to work to make it difficult. Right. Right. Just, it's just the kiss method. Keep it simple. Silly. I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) So you've talked about, you know, doing the free um, challenges. You've talked about doing a course. You've talked about the mastermind. So, and you've also talked about some speaking. Are these the way that that you're generating revenue in your business? Is that kind of what you do to generate yeah. revenue? Cool. Yes. Yeah. So the free, the free um, challenges will always lead to either a course. Um, and then my event that I run, um, this is the only second time I'm going to run it. Um, I run it every year at the end of the summer, just in times for moms to get their shit together before school starts, because mm-hmm. that's a whole other level of chaos for some. And, um, and then that will generate again, more like I have women who've come that haven't taken anything with me that are just coming to my event. So that feeds the funnel as well, right? The course, the mastermind, whatever that may be, or maybe they just stay with me and become, you know, a loyal fan until they're ready Mm -hmm. to jump into, you know, changing what it is they need to be changed. But yeah, that's exactly the revenue. So it's been the, you know, the freebies lead into the paid and then putting myself out there for um, speaking gigs and a lot of when you're first starting, they're not paid, right. right? So I just had my first speaking gig not too not too long ago, but it's exposure. Sometimes you get perks like your travel or your room or your ticket is free, and sometimes you just go there so that you can, you know, ex- you know. I was gonna say expose yourself to people younger, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, but just to you know, just to reach the few that really need to hear your message. And, um, it's a wonderful thing, you know, to have, get off a stage and have someone come up to you and give you a hug and, you know, connect with that person. Speaking's a, speaking's a great thing. I love it. Yeah. So do you do speaking locally or you said that you might get travel and that sort of thing? So are you looking more at, at conferences where you would be going somewhere beyond your local area to speak? Yeah. In fact, I, in fact, all of my speaking up until just a little while ago was not local. Mm. It has been, you know, um, all over Canada because that's where I'm based. But um, I just happened to do a local uh, speaking gig not too while, not too long ago. But um, no, or you know, just even you know, using Facebook Live as your platform, it could be the way where you speak, right? It's just there's so many opportunities for you to get out there to share your message with um, on the like I said, the free and cheap, right? right. So. You, you know, people have TV shows that are run on Facebook Live. Like anybody could just, you know, hook up into your, your phone, turn on your Facebook Live and, and away you go and don't overthink it and, you know, don't worry about it. And you don't have to look, you know, gorgeous all the time. And, you know, because if you're too perfect, too polished, too beautiful, too whatever, you don't really resonate with the people who are listening. So right. just get out there. Yeah. And do it. So of all of the things that you've talked about so far, What's your favorite strategy for introducing new people to the stuff that you do? Yeah, it's, yeah, introducing new people. That's a, 
That's it. I think that's probably one of the toughest things for me as an entrepreneur is that exposure is that, you know, reaching the masses. And so lots of times it's word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of times it's just being out in public or being at conferences or again, speaking, but um, you know, I'm not a Facebook ads aficionado. Um, uh, you know, lots of people do that, you know, you know, plump their ad, do their freebie, bring people into the funnel. Um, I haven't quite mastered that yet. So me, it's just like the good old fashioned, I bump into you, Hey, on the plane, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Well, I help moms turn their shit show into their mojo. And then it, we begin, right? right? Um, so it's, it's, I think that's a struggle with a lot of entrepreneurs is, yeah, I have something great. Um, how do I get more people to hear about it? Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. So yeah. And it's just putting yourself out there. So whether that's on a Facebook live, whether that's on an Instagram story or an Instagram live, or, you know, um, starting with a small email list and just sending something every week and letting people know what you're doing. Um, I personally love the lives. Mm-hmm. We all know that the algorithms work in your favor. We all know that, um, you know, messenger bots now, you know, through Facebook are 93% open rate versus a 10 to 12 open rate in your email. It's, you know, it's abysmal in your email anymore. But, um, but I really like, because people get to see you, they get to hear you, they get to, you know, hear that excitement in your voice. Uh, you know, you can't really do that sometimes in a printed word. So, right. yeah. Yeah. You said that you're pretty much on rinse and repeat. Uh, does that mean that, that, you know, you're just happy with what you're doing or you got anything brewing in the works that may be uh, coming next? What's, what's in the future for you? When am I not brewing something in the works, Millette? Okay. Like, come on. Um, it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a girlfriend who is an established author and she's always saying, you know, you've got great tips. You've got great things. You could turn that into a book. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could, right? English teacher by trade. I said, I really could. So that's something that I want to do. I have a workbook for moms right now that, you know, takes them through my, um, top 10 tips of how to really get yourself from, you know, shit show to mojo. And, you know, there's always something brewing or coming up. I would love to do, you know, a really high end retreat with my moms, you know, Bali is on my list and, I couldn't think of a better place to like get away and just go and just get immersed and really, you know, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, TV, I want to, you know, I'm always looking to get booked on a TV and, you know, get on there because like I like to talk and (laughs) I'm not, I'm not afraid of the camera or the stage and more speaking. And there's just always, always something more. And that's the thing with entrepreneurs and and like I say, I, I am on rinse and repeat. So I, you know, I do do my challenges, mm-hmm. you know, um, three times a year. And I do offer, you know, my course three times a year and my masterminds once or twice a year. But um, the thing is, is that sometimes we have to take a step back and just take a moment and just take a breath and think, okay, this is working. This is what has got me here. Instead of always saying, okay, oh, I want this. I want more. I want to do bigger. I want to do better. We all do. We all do. I think we're plagued by it as entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but um, sometimes just do the stuff that's working and, you know, you know, dabble in, in what you want to um, come your way. I think it's, um, it's hard to find that balance for sure. For right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing what you know now about starting a successful business, what would be a piece of advice for someone who's just getting started 
what would you say that that they should do first? Or even is there something that you wish you had done differently at the beginning? I love this question. I love this question. I wouldn't have changed a thing because like when I say it was success by ignorance, it literally, I didn't get into my head. Mm -hmm. I didn't think anybody wasn't going to want it. I didn't think, you know, so-and-so is doing this and I'm only doing this. I had no idea of influencers. I just put it out there. Yeah. And you're not going to get hundreds and hundreds of people at the beginning and that's okay. And it will come and it will grow and it will evolve as you. And I just say, stop waiting One of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes, when I saw this, it literally stopped me in my tracks and I thought, yes, this is it. And it's by Robin Sharma. And he says, do not live the same year 75 times and call it a life. Mm. Yeah. And I think we really have to remember that. Um, Do you, you know, the time will pass whether regardless of you take that first step to start your business or not, are you going to wait or are you going to move? Are you going to put it into action no matter how small it might be in the beginning? Are you going to get past that first fear and do it? Or are you going to sit and wait and watch the time go by and not start to live your best life? Absolutely. You know, Laura, this has been so good. And I've learned so much in this short amount of time that we've spent together. I mean, I'm like totally just in awe of of your story. I mean, that's just like the best start I've ever heard. (laughs) So I'd love to finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. What is one habit that's helped you become unstoppable? My AM routine. Nice. What's one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop? Leadership. Give us one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life. Jack Canfield, The Success Principles. Second time I've heard that this week. I need to go get it. Um, Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. Oh, Canva. Absolutely. And (laughs) yeah, I'm like, I'm all over Canva too. Yeah. How can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on? And what is your website? Well, it's pretty simple. I'm the Mojo Mama on Instagram or Facebook. And my and I'd love to connect there. You can see me a little bit behind the scenes of my nacho eating Lego vacuuming wine (laughs) drinking life on my Instagram stories. (laughs) And you can connect. Um, I have a wonderful freebie on on my website about how to organize yourself um, and get more product, get get more, or be more productive. Sorry, in your day, cool with your business, and that's at themojomama.com. Well, I will be sure to get all of those links onto the show notes page. Laurie, this has been such a great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. 
And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.